The best way to deal with the Yetzirah is to starve him. Because by starving him, you're satisfying him. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Parshas Bishalach, Deflecting Challenges. Shalom to everyone. This week's Parsha Parshas Bishalach, I found two different pieces. One brought down by the stipler in the safe Fabrikas Peretz, and one, a famous piece by Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, that both lead to the same concept that I think is a very important concept we should all be familiar with. And they both, both bring, it, bring it out from this week's Parsha in two different places. Kedarkein Bakodish will start off with two main questions, kashas. Kasha number one, we know we have the famous episode in this week's Parsha of the splitting of the sea. The Mitzrim, the Egyptians, are running after us. In front of us is the, the sea. And HaGadosh Buhu says, don't worry, go into the sea. The sea is split. And Bnei Israel go through and the Egyptians drown. It's a famous Midrash. Midrash Tehillim Kufiyu Dalid. Hayam Rav The sea saw something and it ran away, i.e. it split. What did it see that it split? Ma'a'a. Answer. It saw the coffin of Yosef. Aroinu shel Yosef yoyred layam. That it was about to go to the sea and hence the sea saw. Wow. I'm going to split. Why? Omar HaKadosh The sea has to run away from Aroinu shel Yosef. Just like Yosef also ran away. Where did Yosef run away? So we know he was faced with Eshes, the wife of Potiphar, and he ran away from her. And through this, he merits to have a huge, an awesome reward that all of Klal Yisrael were saved. Why? Because he ran away when Eshet Potiphar tried to seduce him and tried to be with him. As we know, the scene was a zay, no one was in the house because everyone went to their Avodah Zarah and she tried to be with him. She even grabbed a piece of his clothing and then he ran away. He ran away. And through that he got this huge reward of the sea being split. Probably the biggest miracles recorded in history to save Klal That's a huge reward. So the question is, what? Just because he ran away, he gets such a huge reward? What's Pshat? Question number two. There's another Midrash. Beresh Yisraba Tzadi Gimel. It says over there that thanks to the fact that Yosef worked on himself and didn't sin, despite the fact that Eshes Potiphar tried to seduce him, so every part of his body got a reward. His mouth that didn't sin, that didn't kiss and would have been a sin, he got the reward, the mouth of Yosef got the reward. Whatever his mouth says will go. He was like a king. And so it goes and all his body got a reward. I don't understand. He already got rewarded for not sinning with Eshes Potiphar. What is this extra reward for running away? Not only is it an extra reward, it seems like that's the spitz of the reward. That is the climax of his reward because that is the biggest reward out of all of them. And we all know, Chazal tell us, the more difficult something is, and you still do Ratzon Hashem, you get the biggest reward for that. So obviously, he got a huge reward over here. It means he did something huge. 
Why is this thing so huge that he ran away from Eshes Potiphar? To answer both these questions, there's one concept over here, a very chashiv concept, which is zokt also Rebchaim Shmulevitz, and also the stipler, that the biggest nisayon, the most important thing that we have to work on, is to ensure that we do not put ourselves in a position where we will be tested. We should run away from being in a position that we will be in a, nisa- in a nisayon. And that is our most important hishtadlus. It might be even harder than many other things, and therefore we get a big reward for it. But don't even go there, as they say. Don't even go there to a place where you know there's a chance you may fall. And that also answers two other questions. One of them is, the Ramban asks, I don't understand. Couldn't Yosef just fight it out with Eshes Potiphar and ensure she doesn't frame him with the piece of clothing she took from him? I mean, it was obvious what she was going to do with that. Why didn't he fight her off and ensure he gets the clothing back to him? Elamai, it's this concept. Because... He didn't even want to risk one second being with her. If he were try to, was going to fight with her to get his clothing back, there's a risk over here. And even though he knew there's a good chance, 99% chance she's going to frame him as she did, it's still, it's still not worth it for me. I am not putting myself at risk. And that was a huge act that Yosef did. And that is why he got and received such a huge reward that all of Klal Yisrael were saved by him. Just like he ran away from the wife of Poitifan when she tried to seduce him. And he wasn't even willing to stay there for one second, even to try to protect himself from being thrown into jail. So too, HaKadosh Buhu said, the Yam, the sea, has to see this and also split and run away in his context. We see a very similar idea at the beginning of the Parsha. Zok the Stipler. The beginning of the parsha says that when HaKadosh Buhu took them out of Mitzrayim, instead of taking them in a very direct fashion, Derech Eretz Plishtim, instead, he took them a roundabout way in the desert, where it's very dangerous there. Scorpions and whatever, you have all kinds of things going on there. Why? Because HaKadosh Buhu wanted to ensure that they won't even have an inkling of a thought to run back to Mitzrayim when times were going to be tough. When there were going to be wars along the way, he didn't want them to have the easy way out and to run back to Mitzrayim. And hence, because he put them in the desert, where there, it's a lot harder to decide to go back. So we see this concept of we have to do our, our utmost, including davening Takadosh Buhu. As we say in davening every day, Please Hashem, don't bring us to a position we'll be tested. And it's true that Kaddish Buhu sometimes put us in a position to be tested. But when Hashem does that in His infinite wisdom, that means we need to be tested. And He also gives us a siyata deshmaya to be able to pass the test. As we know, Chazal tells us a person is not put through a test in an active way unless HaKadosh Buhu knows he can pass the test. And HaKadosh Buhu gives him siyata deshmaya to pass the test. But you cannot push yourself to become in the situation of a test. As the stipler says, I don't understand. Why did HaKadosh Buhu have to take Bnei Israel out of Mitzrayim through the desert? He could have gone straight and put it in their hearts to be pure and never to have a thought to go back. And he says the answer is, this whole world, as we keep repeating this idea in many Divri Torah, this whole world was set up in a way that we have the freedom of choice, and that was what HaKadosh Buhu wanted. And that was the whole game plan. Only HaKadosh Buhu knows infinite wisdom 
כמו שגזרה חוכמו עשוי, when we should be put in, in a position of a nisayon. There were some nations that indeed we, have to, we had to have war with them in order to conquer the land that HaKadosh Buhu wanted us to conquer in Eretz Yisrael. And there are some nations that ran away from being scared of us because HaKadosh Buhu put fear in their hearts, such as the Girgashi, they ran away to Africa. Only HaKadosh Buhu knows when we need to go through war and what, when we do not need to go through war. When we need to be in the position of a Nisan and when we do not need to be. But we have to do our utmost to get out of the situation of putting ourselves in a Nisan. The reason we have to do so much to ensure we're not put in the position of a Nisan is as the Gemara says, That once Yetzirah gets us, sometimes... There is no memory bichlal of Yetzir Toiv at that time. And therefore the base Eitzah we have is to run away from being put in a position of a Nisayon. We know that Chazal tell us, Kedoshim to you, even things that are allowed and permitted, permitted for us to do in the world of Gashmias, we have to do our best to refrain from doing whatever we can because sometimes it leads to a dangerous thing. That's what Chazal tell us. You have to be Make yourself holy, even in things that are okay for you. But if you don't need them, like we spoke a couple weeks ago, then try to refrain from them, because they can lead to doing things that will entice you Yetzirah. And we have to do the best to run away from that. Perhaps that's Pshat and Pirkei Avris. We know Yosi ben Chalafta, he was offered an amazing job to come and teach in a certain city. He says, I'm not stepping foot in that city. That city is not a Makom Shel Torah. So perhaps Pshat is, and he said, even if you give me all the money in the world, I, I'm not going there. Maybe because he knew, I don't want to put myself in a position of being tested. If HaKadosh Buhu puts me there, okay. But if I decide willingly to go to such a place, how, how can I trust myself? The Gemara says not to do that. The Gemara in Yavamus says, What we said, even things that you're allowed to do, try to refrain from doing it. If there are extra pleasures that are pushing you, and enticing your Yetzirah. I think for this reason also, the Gemara tells us why the Torah, aside from two places, did not give us reasoning for mitzvahs. The only two mitzvahs the Torah gave us reasoning for, Shlomo HaMelech tried to say, oh, that's not going to be applicable to me. I'm going to have a lot of horses and it's not going to take me back to Egypt. I'm going to have a lot of wives and it's not going to be affecting me. And both happened. And we see from here the importance of doing our best to refrain from putting ourselves in a matzav of a sakana, of a nisayun. This is Mama Shegamar in Sanhedrin, Dafkuf Zayin Amudalif, I believe. Lo'ilam al lanisayun. David did so and he failed. Don't ever put yourself in a position of being tested. For those of you who learned Daf Yoimi, we just finished a week and a half ago, Masech Nedorim. And Masechus Ndor, we saw a very interesting idea. We saw that to make an, a neder, an oath, one should not do so really. Because at the end of the day, it is a bad thing. Why? You're A person that takes a neder is nechshav that he sinned. Why? Because you're putting yourself in a matzav, in a situation, you may fall. Because there's certain restrictions you're putting upon yourself. And if you break that restriction, 
you, then it's a big sin. Why put yourself in such a position? The only types of nidorim that one can take are ones that will help ensure his focus to do a mitzvah. And that's nidrei mitzvahs. Lezarez oisoi b'mitzvahs. To ensure he, pro- makes, he, he makes sure that he'll be able to do a mitzvah. And I think the idea behind it is what we're saying. On the one hand, don't put yourself in a nisayon. So don't do a neder in general. But if the whole point of the neder is to be focused, like a Kodesh Buch who wants us to be focused, and sometimes he gives us nis- wars of different types, because that is the method to be focused, what life is all about, and to ensure we get close to Kodesh Buch and we don't have time to do sins, then okay, if that's the whole purpose of your neder, then you're not a choyte, because you're doing exactly the opposite. You're not setting it up. You're, you're not setting yourself up for failure. Hafuch, you're setting yourself up because you know you need that extra push to ensure you walk in a straight line in the path of life. As the pasuk of Mishlei says, Don't try to be a wise man. Rather, Be a God-fearing Jew and do your best to refrain from doing anything bad. The Metzudas David over there says. Don't think, I can do these things, everything will be okay. No. Do your best to make a fence, which is what we're talking about. Make an extra fence to refrain from anything that can potentially be danger, be endangering your Yiddishkeit and your spiritual well-being. There's a famous Gemara in the Sukkah that says that the best way to deal with the Yetzirah is to starve him. Because by starving him, you're satisfying him. Short and to the point, Meima really says what it's all about. I want to say a cute mashal that I heard from a Chavrusa. I said it a couple months ago. I want to share it with you again and end with the story, Mirza Hashem. That when a person's driving on the street, then on the side of the street, there's little bumps. If a person goes off the street even a little bit, suddenly you hear those loud noises. And as we all know, the purpose of those things is to awaken someone up when he falls asleep. So, so to HaKadosh Buhu, He ensures that we're focused. And that's why he helps us sometimes and ensures that we're focused. And that is the words that Bnei had to go through before they got to Eretz soil. And sometimes HaKadosh Buhu sees that we don't need that extra help, that extra push. And if HaKadosh Buhu gives an Isayan to us, then we should know that we will have Siyat HaDashmaya to pass it. But one should never ever put himself in an Isayan. I want to end with a true story. There's a certain city in Eretz soil that that Rav of the city had a special Kesher with, and they still do Baruch Hashem. And his family used to live and still lives in Bnebra. But he became, without giving it, I don't want to give over the person, so he became a very important figure in that city. So he went to ask Rav Shach at the time, what do I do? At that time, right now, Baruch Hashem, this city is growing a lot and religiously it's doing a lot better. And there are very good communities there. But at that time, there was barely anyone religious in that city. So he said, how can they be the, the, this important figure in the city that, is a, that I may be affecting a lot of people to get closer to Yiddishkeit, but at the end of the day, what about my family? I'm worried about my kids. How are they going to be affected? And at the time, they were little kids. So Avshach said, there's no question about it. You have to continue living in Bnei Brak. If you want to be Mashpi over there, so you have to go there every day, either drive over there or get, get another apartment and you should live there and come back on, come back every day for a couple hours or for the, that nights, of course. That's the only way you can do it. Why? Because the Rav Shach realized you cannot go out of your way to put your family in a position that they will be tested. 
If HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts it and you have nothing to do about it, fine. But we have to do our utmost, including davening HaKadosh Baruch Hu and doing our best to ensure not even be placed in a position where we risk our Yiddishkeit and even a little bit. Yeratzon will take this message brought down by both the stipler and also the B'chaim Shmulevitz that you can see it in two different places in our parsha. Also, the way Hakadosh Baruch Hu took Bnei Israel out of Mitzrayim to ensure we won't even have the Hava Amina, the inkling of a thought of going back to Mitzrayim, and hence he took us the, the roundabout way through the desert. And also from Yosef, we learn from Yosef that he ran away, not even to put himself in a position for two seconds of risking to have the sin, to do the sin together with Eshes Potiphar, and through that refraining from doing that sin and running away, even though he knew he risked himself going to jail, he realized what's important. to mimic this behavior. Have a good job. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, And don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.